Hey, it's me, Sam. This is my podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, no, I'm not sick, and uh, I don't have laryngitis. <laughs> what I have is a roller coaster voice. I took my older two kids to uh, Kings Island, which is our local uh, amusement park here in the, in the Cincinnati area, on Sunday. And if you've ever been and you're familiar, or I'm sure these types of roller coasters are at every amusement park in the world, but there's the one in particular that I don't know what the exact numbers are, but it shoots off. There's no like hill to give you your speed. It shoots off from like zero to, I don't even know, 80 miles an hour within like the first four seconds or something. It's terrible. I forgot how terrible it was until I wrote it this time. I wrote it once before and then I wrote it again and it's, it's outrageous. But, uh, I did that and I, I'm pretty sure I just shredded my vocal cords. I just screamed like a maniac the entire time. And so uh, this is three days later. The first day I sounded like a, um, two pack a day smoker and, and barely had a voice at all yesterday it was clearing up a little bit this is what I've got today so this happens this happened the other time that I went to uh Kings Island and rode roller coasters I rode the biggest one there with the tallest hill and I I swear you know I, I don't I'm when I was growing up I never would do roller coasters I was the kid who was like walking around Kings Island and like ever all that everybody else was getting on the rides and I was sitting on a bench like just watching them ride the rides because I was terrified I I just had it in my head that there was just no way I was ever not going to be scared to ride a roller coaster and so I just never did it and then eventually it got to the point where it just felt stupid it was it felt like a waste of time and I just never I just stopped going but I do and I guess the thing is I've talked about this is that I don't want my kids to miss out because I do think that they're fun I think that the thrill and, and experience that it can be fun and so last year I told my son who was 10 at the time we had a we didn't have passes last year but my work did provide a, one free pass for an employee and then um, it was like a discounted rate to buy a second pass or whatever so I told my son, I said, we're going to go, me and you, on this day, and we're going to ride every roller coaster that we can ride. And I said, we're just going to get it out of our system. I've never done it. You've never done it. You're tall enough now. Let's do it. And anyway, so we did this one. I think it's I think it's called um, Diamondback or something, but it's terrible. Don't ever do it. I, honest to God, thought that I was going to die. I've never experienced something so terrible in my life. I came out of my seat. I was falling. I felt like I was just falling to my death. And it was over and over and over just gigantic, monstrous hills. When we got to the end of it, so I screamed you know, the entire time and just like cried, cried and screamed and begged God to keep me alive and, and just, just screamed and carried on the whole entire time, terrified. And when we got to the end of the roller coaster, the people in front of me, um, in front of me and my son turned around and the lady said, 
I don't know what was better, the roller coaster or you screaming the entire time. Because I wasn't just screaming. I was literally like, please God, let me live. Please God, let, let it be over. <laughs> because it was it was really um, tricky. Like, it would stop and you would think it was over. And then there would be like, no, four more giant, terrifying hills. Yeah, I'll never do it again. I'll ride. Pretty much at this point, I rode all of the ones there. Well, not all of them. I rode almost all the roller coasters there. And there hasn't been any other than that one that I won't ride again. But I just, it was terrible. It just felt so terrible. I hated it. But anyway, that was another time that I screamed to the point of just shredding my vocal cords. And uh, had a... <laughs> had scratchy voice for a week as they recovered so I don't know how long this is going to last I might have done permanent damage who knows <laughs> I might just always sound like like a 65 year old old two pack a day trucker I don't know but um that's what I'm dealing with so you're welcome um y'all listen I'm I'm so thankful for everybody who's listening to this podcast we're I'm I'm like almost to a thousand listens I hit the two-month mark on June 2nd that I've been recording, and um, I don't know if that's good or not. It's not great. I mean, I like when I look at other podcasts, I'm like, you know, they've got 3.4 million listens, so it's not like I'm uh, blowing it out of the water, but... I'm just really grateful and I'm really thankful for anyone who is listening and I'm hoping that, you know, I'm kind of putting together like a timeline on, um, topics and things like that, that I want to, I want to start maybe being a little bit more intentional and not just rabbit trailing and running my mouth, <laughs> which I'm all about. Like I'll, I'll definitely do that. This is the thing is like, I have endless stories. My life has just been, I put on Twitter the other day, like, in my world, fact is always stranger than fiction. Like, I can tell you a story about something from my life about pretty well any topic, and you're going to be like, that didn't happen. I'm going to be like, yeah, it did. Um, so, I can tell stories about anything, and I can rabbit her all day long, but I do want, you know, the whole point is to try to uh, give some give some direction maybe so that so that people don't make the same dumb choices that I have and hopefully hopefully be helpful and hopefully maybe be funny here and there and and get some laughs in but that's that's what I like my favorite thing in the world is to laugh my favorite thing in the world is to have fun and to be just carefree and you know we went it's happy fourth of July by the way Happy 4th of July. Look, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it proud. I love my country and I love being uh, an American. And you know what? I know that this country is going to shit and I know that it's not, um, it's not being operated on the practices that it was created on and, you know, it was created on the uh, Christian values and and I, I know all of that. But here's the thing. When my brother was deployed and uh, I would talk to him and and I would, you know, we would Skype or we would whatever we were able to do, which was not much. Um, You know, I don't know what all he went through while he was there, but I do know that it wasn't great. And I do know that I'm so thankful for him, you know, and all the other men and women 
in the during in the years of of military you know it basically anyone who's been in the military i'm so thankful for um for their service and for you know them working hard and giving us the independence that we have the fact that i'm able to record a podcast the fact that i'm able to work i'm able to you know the liberties and the freedoms that i have i'm so thankful because i i know that there's countries that i just saw and i'm gonna get this wrong but i think it was iran it could have been iraq could have been sudan one of these you know northern african countries that it's just coming around that they're trying to fight for women to be able to drive like up until, and I don't even know, I mean, I just saw a snippet about it. I don't even know if it ended up passing or they agreed to it or what, but up until recently, women were having to secure male drivers to be able to go anywhere. Can you imagine? Like I I, I want to pick up and take my kids to fireworks last night and I can't unless I, unless I secure a cab with, with a male driver who can take me and then hang out for three hours and then bring me home. I just, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for the freedoms that I have. You know, uh, I want to, um, work full time because I'm a single parent and I want to be able to take care of my children. I'm allowed to do that. And that's an amazing thing that, you know, not all women in this country, in this world are, are afforded that freedom and, you know, have to make choices and make decisions that, you know, sometimes affect their children's safety and their children's, you know, selling off children and, 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 and basically, you know, giving away children just to financially be able to support their younger ones. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just craziness. It's terrible. And I'm, you know, I, I love Jesus and I, and I love my country and I, and I'm so, so thankful for, but for, for just, for God allowing for me to live here and, and being born where I'm at and, and having that, having that freedom and freedom rings folks, bald eagles and fireworks and American flags. So America, uh, yeah, we went to fireworks last night and I'm going to tell you what, it was the bomb, literally the bomb. I've never, if you've, we've been to like some little smaller city fireworks and you know it's like one firework boom oh boom oh this was like 20 minutes of just non-stop multiple fireworks blowing off it was like a grand finale for the for 20 minutes I whoever came up with the term grand finale for like the last five minutes of a fireworks show I want to give him a hug I love that so much we're gonna call it the grand finale uh it was the grand finale for like 20 minutes straight. And then it was like the grand finale on speed for like the last five minutes. I've never seen anything like it. It was so many fireworks that it was like almost ridiculous because there was so much smoke. You couldn't even hardly see all of the fireworks shooting off. It was in like the smell was just over. It was just, it was awesome. It was amazing. You know, my parents, um, Definitely took us to fireworks. I remember going as a kid. I remember sitting out in like this bowling, bowling alley parking lot and watching fireworks and they were good. They were great. This is something that I like to do is, is I like to try to do different things with my kids and like take them to different places and maybe 
places like this was uh in downtown in our city so it was super crowded there was like food trucks and and games and things all along there was a big um there's like a big it's not a tent I don't know what it is like this big structure tent type deal where they had live bands and I just like exposing my kids to different things and having them in different places even if it means like big crowds or like at the end of the night we're getting in our car and there's a group of young girls that are just pulling each other's hair out and fighting punching each other like on the other side of the parking garage like even if it means it's a little bit dangerous um it's a little bit uh crowded it's a little bit you know I I just want them to have experiences like that so I kind of you know, some people might say, well, that's not safe. You shouldn't go out like that on your own with four kids and, and, and have that, you know, be in those types of environments. But my God, if I didn't, we never do anything. Uh, we never, you know, and I'm not going to take those experiences away from my kids. So we did that and, uh, it was, it was really fun. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. I didn't pause there for a moment to uh do a little bit of work yeah i'm working today because i'll work on a holiday i don't care um and actually i'm working today because i'd rather work today and have friday off so and really like my patients are it's not like they're recovering from a hangover or uh, playing at a big cookout today bless their hearts they're just kind of hanging out in their houses just like they did every other day of the year so it's not really it doesn't really phase them that it's a holiday um anyway i think i was talking about oh, i was talking about fireworks and then i was talking about uh king's island and even there okay there's so there's a couple of things that have kind of come up you know at king's island and then yesterday at fireworks also that I'm probably going to catch some shit for this stuff, but you know, I'm just, I just want to keep it real here on this, uh, this podcast. So here goes, uh, this, this first thing is just completely ridiculous and, and really has no bearing on the, the, on the world as a whole, but why, okay. Uh, you know, I committed to wearing shorts this summer because it's hot and I've been doing it. I've been doing it. I've been wearing shorts. I've been doing it. But tell me why, and somebody explain to me, if you know why, why are these girls wearing shorts that are so short that the bottom half of their butt cheeks are just out? Just out. Just out for the world. Like, why are you even wearing shorts? What, why are you even, what, why not just walk around in your underwear? I don't, I don't understand it. Is it, you think it's cute? You think it's cute to have the bottom half of your butt cheeks hanging out and like jiggling everywhere when you walk around? You think it's cute to people to see your butt? I don't get it. I got my 11-year-old son. This is the thing that I, I think has kind of been in my face that I'm struggling with is that, you know, I kind of, I, I, I restrict my kids quite a bit on what they watch. I just have only with me in the room starting allowing my almost 12 year old to watch pg-13 movies which i know sounds stupid as i'm saying it because he's not 13 but you know like for example we watched um 
I don't even know what it's called, Click, I think, with Adam Sandler over the weekend, and um, it's rated PG-13, I think the F word's in it once, and there's some lewd, you know, like sexual humor and stuff that I'm, that he doesn't even, I don't think he really totally understands, or maybe he does, and I'm just an idiot, but... So, and, and really even that movie, there was parts of it where I'm like, I don't even really want him seeing this, you know, but the, but the, the premise of the movie is so good. If you've not seen it, it's about, a Adam Sandler is use you know, is, has it basically, it's a, the whole movie is a dream, but spoiler alert, sorry. He has a, uh, remote to where he can kind of fast forward and pause and mute and things like that. But it ends up that he gets so caught up in it that the remote kind of like dictates his life and ends up fast forwarding him through big portions of his life and really like fast forwarding him forwarding him all the way to his death to where he just misses and it's like the whole premise of you know live in the moment you know focus on your family blah 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 so the premise of the movie is really good there's a lot of really super funny parts but um Anyway, so all that to say, you know, like I was saying, my, I, I don't, I'm really, I really restrict what my kids watch. I don't let them have access to the internet. I'm really restrictive. I mean, they don't have Instagram or Facebook or any snap. I mean, my son sometimes does Snapchat with just friends, you know, that he had that other friends that have it. But so, um, but the thing that I'm running into is it's like, here I restrict my kids on what they watch in media because I don't want them seeing things or I don't want them being exposed to things that they're I don't feel like are appropriate for them at their age but it's getting to where we can't hardly go in public without them seeing and being exposed to things that I don't want them seeing or I don't want them exposed to because of their age and because I just feel like it's in a it's it, I don't feel like it's inappropriate for somebody to wear shorts with their ass out do what you want to do. What I do feel like is inappropriate and it's hard and it's frustrating for me is that I got an 11 year old son who I'm trying to raise to be a man who respects women and who doesn't look at women as if they're only sexual objects. And yet I can't turn around to where there's not a girl with her butt out. This is the thing that's frustrating for me. And I guess, I don't know, you know, I think what we have to, and I'm probably going to catch so much crap for this because this, this, I know that I'm like, people are going to think like, oh, you're victim shaming or you're blaming the victim or you're, uh, I'm sorry, I got to turn my car on because it's like literally a hundred degrees at 10 a.m. Um, you know, you're, uh, you're blaming the girl, you're blah, blah, blah. You're blaming the woman for, for a man making sexual advances or for making comments. And I'm not. I'm not. I think men are, men are just filth. They're gross. They're, we all know this. But what, what it comes down to is it's biology. It's, it's men are created in a way that they're, they're, they're drawn by, uh, what they see. Their eyes are in, and, and can that be controlled? Can you, what did, uh, kind of stupid but I think when when I was growing up I remember going to this youth retreat or something and the guy was like just bounce your eyes just bounce your eyes away if you if you happen to look just bounce your eyes away just bounce your eyes so yeah I think you can 
and this is what I'm trying to do with my son is is raise him to where you're not you can't stop yourself from looking you can't stop yourself from maybe staring for a second but to look away and before your thoughts turn to a place that are that are impure that are wrong and but here's the thing girls women we can't have it both ways we can't say or, or maybe maybe people think that you can maybe people think yeah I can I can have my ass out and I can't expect that men aren't going to look at me and make comments I just don't think that's fair to our men I and and I'm sorry if I if I catch some crap on this but I just don't think it's fair to our men to say you can't look at me and have impure thoughts or have nasty thoughts about me or say say disrespectful things about me uh but I am gonna wear I am gonna wear these shorts with my butt out, and I am gonna wear this shirt that's basically nothing. So get over it. But you don't get to say anything. You don't get to think anything. You don't get to look at me like that. I just don't think that's fair to our guys. Does anybody hear me on this? Am I just crazy? And so this is the thing that I've seen and I've just run into is like I don't think it's an issue of like women need to respect themselves more they need to cover up no I mean it's hot like I get it you want to you want to wear the least amount of clothing as possible but I think there is like a level of modesty that can really be classy and attractive it that also can be fashionable and and like cool and (laughs) cool as in not, not like cool as in I'm cool as cool as in like you're not hot. You're not burning up because you're wearing light clothes. Anyway, I don't know what I'm getting to here. I'm just tired of going out and seeing everybody's butts. Can we all put our butts away, please? Can y'all put your butts in your shorts? I'm tired of it. I'm tired of my son looking at me with big eyes because he's trying to figure out how to be almost a teenager in testosterone. And all he does is look around and see butts and boobs. Come on. We got to put this stuff up a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Like a little bit. Like, instead of your whole half of your butt cheek, like, maybe just a little bit of butt cheek. Like, just put some of it up. Because, like, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of trying to answer his questions and see his face and, and trying to protect him. And it's like, we can't leave the house anymore. We can't turn on the TV because it's all sex. I swear to you, I heard this the other day and I knew I had to talk about it because it killed me. I heard a, uh, a commercial on the radio the other day for a credit tracking company and I swear to you it was pitched in a way in like a sexual nature I'm like is this for I'm listening to it and I'm halfway through and I'm like is this for real this is like a um improve your credit type type deal and the whole commercial was sexual undertones have we really gotten to this point to where it's like, unless you put, you know, I know you all have seen them. There's been like restaurant commercials and, and obviously it's always been like cars and, and things like that, that have used sex sales type stuff. But have we really gotten to the point to where, unless you can spin some sexual nature into a, a credit <laughs> tracking, a credit improvement company that you don't think you're going to get business? I can't. Look, there's other ways to promote your business. You need to get a marketing manager or something because it's it's just getting crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, girls. I think we gotta. I think we gotta really look at ourselves and and just try to figure out a balance of 
being trendy, keeping cool in this hot weather, uh, you know, but also like respecting our, our guys, respecting our dudes. Like you got to respect that they can't, they're kind of cavemen. Like they can't hardly help themselves. They can. And I know somebody's going to be like, oh my God, she just said that they can't, they couldn't help sexually assaulting a woman. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying a dude can't hardly help themselves looking at you when your butt's out. They can't, but you want them to, you want them to be a better man than that. But, but, but what, what do you expect? Like you're, 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 you're out, you're naked. Come on. I'm looking at you and I'm not even a dude. I'm confused because well, I don't get it. But, but a guy's not thinking that, you know, he's not thinking like, I don't get it. He's thinking not nice things. So anyway, come on. Like, I, I don't know what the solution is. Like I said, let's just, let's just try to take it down a notch. Maybe, um, the other thing that has kind of been in my face that I wanted to talk about a little bit, and I know that I'm going to have to choose my words wisely on this issue also. Um, and I just want to say, I guess just to kind of be clear from the get, this isn't an issue of, I, I'm not I'm not trying to start a debate or, or bring up an issue of, homosexual heterosexual this isn't that's not what this is about what this is about for me and it just happens that it's been because trust me I'm looking at everybody so it's not like I'm just looking at the same sex same sex couples but it just happens that at Kings Island and then again last night at fireworks it just happened that it's been more so same-sex couples that I've seen and what I'm talking about is and like I said I mean you can ask my kids if we're watching a PG-13 movie and there's like a I don't even know I don't even care what's going on like if there's people in the bed I'm fast-forwarding it because I don't my kids are babies like I don't want to expose them I don't want them to know about those things like they're babies I don't want them to yeah so I just fast forward it they don't watch it they close their eyes I remember I remember growing up my dad would do the same thing with me because man I close your eyes cover your eyes don't look not yet not yet okay go ahead you know I remember doing that like you want to watch a movie but you know my parents aren't gonna my and I'm not going to either let my kids see things that are too old for them things that they shouldn't be seeing yet but again here's the problem I'm super restrictive on what my kids watch in my home and media and on screens. But then we go out in public and it is like, what am I supposed to do? Do I, do I cover their eyes when we're walking around Kings Island and there's a couple full on, like, I, I'm not lying to you. I had to look close because I, I honestly thought that this couple was having sex. They're sitting on the, this bench outside of one, like right directly outside of one of the roller coasters. And I'll tell you what, it looked like they were having sex. I had to look because I could not believe it. And then I thought, I can't believe it. I can believe in this day and age that this, that a couple, this young couple would just sit down and think, what the hell? We're here. And it was like teenagers, you know, we're here. Nobody's supervising us. Why not? I had to look and my kids are looking and I'm like trying to, to shield their eyes in public. It's just too much. It's too much. Then we're walking around and it seemed like everywhere we turn, 
out, like, not like back in a corner, you know, in the shade, on a bench, sharing lunch, they're making out. No, I'm talking like standing dead center in the middle of a walkway, they're making out. Like, we got to walk around them (laughs) because they're, they're right where everybody's walking in the middle of a walkway, making out. I just don't understand it. I, and like, I'm talking like palsy too, like manhandling each other, all over, like full on PG 13 second base stuff, right in the, out in the open in the middle of everywhere. And I don't know what to do. Does anybody have any solutions for this, parents? Does anybody have any? Am I just overprotective? Am I helicopter? I don't know. I just don't know what to do because here I'm trying to push it. I didn't have the stroller, but normally I'm pushing a stroller. I did have the stroller last night at at uh fireworks i got my two older ones i'm trying to figure out do i cover their eyes do i make them turn around do i make them look at me until we get past these people i don't know what to do and then here's the other part of it i don't i don't want to answer all the questions i don't want to answer all the questions just yet i don't want them to even have the questions yet i just want them to stay little and stay innocent and not have to worry and think about these kinds of things for a long time and uh for a well my my son for for at least a little bit longer he's getting ready to go to middle school my intentions i'm sure i'm counting down the days my intentions are to have the uh you know birds and bees conversation with him if you will which is going to be super awkward but i just want him to know everything for me because um and i don't know if parents agree with with me on this strategy but i don't want him to first of all i don't want him to to get on the bus or be in school and somebody say something and then he thinks that it's something or it's it's not something or whatever he makes up something in his mind that he thinks that it is i want him to know everything as much as possible from me because i want him to i don't want him to feel like well i got to say something to be cool or i got to you know why I just don't want him to deal with that I want him to be confident and uh so that conversation's coming but in the meantime can y'all cut the PDA like I don't know uh gone are the days of keeping it in the bedroom I'll tell you that oh my gosh gone are the days so yeah that's been uh that's been the two things that I've been just trying to figure out how to how to manage. It used to be like we'd go out in big crowds and I'd be worried about my kids getting kidnapped or I'd be worried about like a maybe a a, a fight or something breaking out. Now it's like we go out in public and I'm worried about my six-year-old seeing a penis. Like I don't know <laughs> or like I'm worried about my son seeing somebody with their shirt off. I don't know what to do. Like, it's just, it's something. It's a different world right now. I'm, I'm trying to navigate it. I know we all are, parents. Like, we're just trying to figure out what to do and how to do it the best way. So, help me out. What do y'all do? Like, what do you do when you're, I mean, this is just, like I said, this is a perfect, this is just a, a scenario. We're walking. We just got off the shake, rattle, and roll. We come out the exit and I'm saying like right in front of us is two guys full on making out hands all over each other, pausey, and and we just walked right into them. And it could have been a man and a woman. It could have been two women. Again, that's not my issue. 
my issue is just too much too much for my kids to see I don't want to see it I mean I don't nobody cares about me but too much for my kids to see too much like just a lot just a lot in public and not even in public like I said you want to get a little blanket or you want to go in the corner and like and I, and I know there's this mentality of like we're not hiding or we're not I don't know I don't know what people think I don't know why people do what they do this is like a constant thing in my life is trying to figure out why people operate the way that they do maybe I should have just been like excuse me um excuse me sirs what's your like what's the deal y'all didn't want to like find this some shade it was hotter than hell it was 98 degrees they didn't want us to get some shade to make out I don't understand that it was so hot they're out in the blazing sun right on the pavement like you don't want to find a grassy area in the shade maybe like away from the ride <laughs> away from where everybody's walking I don't know maybe I should have asked them maybe that's the the, the, the key or like you don't want to um, find a private place to have sex you just thought you might do it right here like on the bench at Kings Island in a public like a public place I don't know <laughs> maybe that's what I'll start doing and I'll report back I'll just start interrupting people mid makeout section sessions and asking them why they're doing what they're doing <laughs> and uh then maybe i'll be able to to give you an answer so um all right so i hope that uh my my main issue is clear when talking about both of these topics um you know i uh i'm just trying i, I just want to I want to keep my kids as naive as possible for as long as possible, and um, I know that the to my timeline's running out. But I guess that's so. That's that's my um, yeah. That's my beef. I guess that's the reason why I've why I've been kind of those those topics have been kind of on the forefront of my mind because it's been something that's just been in my face literally uh, the past you know, the past couple of times I've been out in crowded areas between Kings Island and, and the fireworks display last night. So anyway, I, I hope that, yeah, I hope that what I'm saying is clear. Sometimes I just ramble too much and it gets all confusing, but hopefully I'm, I'm being clear on what I'm talking about. Um, today, I just wanted to, you know, I've talked about um, getting into information about like just some some maybe uh, details of my first marriage and um, I just wanted to, to I guess talk about just one thing in particular or kind of taking it all the way back to the beginning is that um, I uh, you know he and I met in like right around Thanksgiving I remember um, a friend of mine who I'd grown up with her husband works with him, wor worked and still works with him and um, she he had you know come over to their house and helped him with some household repairs and her husband and him were, were friends you know during that time and um, so she she asked me if she could give him my number and at that point I mean I had I'm sure my, uh, the extent of my dating for the, those previous two years had been, uh, pretty, pretty rough. Um, this is something that is just so difficult for single parents 
is to be able to meet someone decent when you're trying to like maintain your home and also parent your children it's practically impossible because you know then even if you do meet someone like how do you date I'm a full-time parent how do you you know how do you manage to actually interact with this person and so but you also want to protect your child and you don't want to be bringing people around them every other day while you're while you are dating you know I know there's all these apps and sites and everything online now that I think can make it a little bit easier to manage but but um even with some of those I mean I think all of them even with those apps and sites and everything I know I mean I've never um I've never done anything like that I've never been on any of the websites or done any of the apps or anything but I think even with those what I've the little bit that I've heard um is that they're there's this just this mentality of like nobody really takes it very seriously I guess like if you are on one of these apps and your goal is to have a serious like intimate relationship with someone that's actually going to be a relationship and not just sex uh you're probably not gonna have much luck um that's just what I've been told I don't know I don't know do people meet on tinder and actually have decent relationships and get married I don't know what happens um but yeah so anyway so when I I remember like clear as day standing in church and she was like I was going to give your number to this guy that that uh that Dave works for but I didn't know what you'd think and I was like hell yeah give him my number like what's what's the worst that can happen like I'm not meeting anybody anywhere else I go to work I take care of my son the people I'm sure these are the interactions that I had with men at my work I had one guy whose mother-in-law also worked in my office and who he steadily hit on me sent me through the company email inappropriate emails married just married and I'm like not only are you gonna I wasn't gonna like do any like file sexual harassment charges or anything crazy you know not crazy that's not crazy do it if you need to do it I gotta wash myself because everyone's just offended and sensitive but I'm not gonna file sexual harassment charges but I'm also not gonna get shanked in the parking lot by some wife who's mad because she finds out from her from her mom that her husband's sending me crazy anyway so that was my that's what I was dealing with like I'm sure my interactions have been uh a guy who's married and and trying to hook up with me another guy who had a very serious girlfriend who also worked at the uh same place that I did who was trying who was always flirting and carrying on with me and asking me out and stuff like that uh so yeah and then I had another guy who Anyway, so really, I wasn't, I was like not having great, great interactions. So I'm like, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? What, is he married? Like, <laughs> I've been there, done that. So, um, so she gave him my number. I remember he called and, you know, it was like I was coming home from work and I, and my, my son was with my parents. It was on a Sunday, I think, Saturday or Sunday and I'm coming home from work and I'm I come down their driveway and I'd barely been on the phone with him at that point for five or ten minutes and look this is what I'm what I the reason I want to tell this story is because this is this is where I should have probably never talked to him again because if you know anything or if you've listened to any other podcast my kids are my number one like they're my most like 
outside of my relationship with God, like they're my highest priority. And I remember when I was talking to him and I pulled down my parents' driveway and my son's at that point, almost three, he's out with my dad running around in the yard and stuff. And so obviously he runs up to my car and I'm on the phone and I remember saying to him, like, I got to go. I'm mom now. Like I'm home and that's it. Like I got to, I got to go. And I remember he was annoyed. He was annoyed that I had to get off the phone. He was annoyed that we hadn't talked very much. And he was annoyed that I had to get off the phone and, and be with my son. Ding, 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 ding. Goodbye. If, if you're a single parent and, and you're trying to, to do what you, like, don't, I'm saying this to myself. I wish I could have said this to myself, you know, eight years ago, but why would I have ever thought that if he was annoyed with the fact that I had to parent my child from the get, from day, like the, literally, we had not even met each other face to face at that point. From the get, from day one, why would I have been thought, if he's annoyed with that, then how would I have ever thought that he was going to be able to parent or, or be a, you know, integrate into our lives in an effective way? So that's, I guess, the, the, the takeaway for today, just real quick, that I, I just starting at the very beginning is... If you're dating or if you're starting to date and you are a single parent, you know, again, I, I mean, he didn't meet my son in person for over a month after we, you know, obviously I continue to date him even though I shouldn't have. Um, he didn't meet him for over a month. And so obviously you don't want to like have your, your, you know, you don't want to have the person interacting with your child from the first conversation, you know, different people all the time, you know, in and out all the time. But I do think you can gauge a person's reaction. I do think you can gauge a person's reaction when you're digging through your purse and you pull out diapers and wipes and binkies and see how they react. Cause that's reality. My purse is full of so much crap. There's no telling what's in there. You know, when I pull out crushed out, crushed up goldfish out of my purse, how's that person react? That's my world. Like my world is 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 filthy because I have kids, and if that's not okay for the person, then that's not somebody that you you need to even go past. I don't care how hot hot they are. I don't care what their face looks like. I don't care how they talk or how much money they have. If they can't handle the fact that you have to stop talking to them sometimes because you have to parent, I wouldn't give them another. I wouldn't give them another second, and I shouldn't have. I should have known. You know, that's something that throughout our marriage was a real struggle is that he felt a real sense of competition with my son. He would get frustrated if I would be talking to my son and wasn't giving him all of my attention. And it just was a, it was a constant battle, um, of just, you know, my son trying to get my attention, him trying to get my attention, him being annoyed if I was giving my son attention, you know, or if I was spending more time with my son, it's just really childish stuff. Um, you know, and, and here's the other part of it. If the person that you're dating has children, you should take a real, real hard look into how they parent their own children, because that is going to be the, the real clue into how you can expect for them to parent your, your child or your children together. Um, you know, I should have looked at that and I'm going to get, I'll get into that in another episode, but for today, I just wanted to, I guess, 
I talked about this with my first marriage. It's it's really hard, and people can say, well, you should have stopped. You should have just not pursued it. You should have just... Here's the thing, like, you can say you're not desperate, thirsty, whatever word you want to use, but when you're in a situation of being a single parent, that is the hardest damn job that anybody has ever done. It is exhausting. It's it's sad. It's... <laughs> It's agonizing. It's hard. It's wonderful. You know, I'm so thankful that I get to have, you know, have the life with my children that I have. But it is so hard. And so when someone comes along and you think, well, maybe I could share my experiences with this person. And maybe I could share my life with this person. And maybe I, you know, I had it in my head that I had to meet someone. And I had to get married before Charlie was five. Because in my mind, those were his, that's when his real memory years were going to start. And I didn't want him to ever remember a time where he didn't have a dad. And so I was desperate. I was really desperate for him. And I was kind of like, whatever for me. I didn't, you know, it didn't really matter. I just wanted to find someone who could be his dad. And so that he would have that in his life. And, you know, but the thing is, like, I should have clued in. I should have looked at it and said, look, this guy doesn't even like that I'm getting off the phone to, to parent my son. What makes me think that, you know, he's going to be a f- effective dad in my son's life? So, and I, I just want to, I mean, like, I have to say, you know, that mm, he had his moments that were very good. He had moments that were excellent with my son. I mean, he had really, really good interactions, but he also had some crappy ones and sometimes that, you know, where he was consistent and, and as far as being annoyed and not wanting to be bothered and not wanting to have to parent and, and just wanting to be, live his life without interruptions, basically, which is not really possible when you have a three-year-old. It's not possible at all, period. Um, so, that's it for today. That's my takeaway. That's my life lesson on how to not make the same dumb choices that I have. Um, and it's hard. I know it's hard. Look, men, women who are single parenting, I know how hard it is to look at somebody who seems to be like a fairly decent person who you can have companionship with and you can have, um, you know, you can hang out with and you can go places with. I know how hard it is look at that person and say, oh gosh, these things are great, but I can already tell they're annoyed with my kids. I know how hard it is to shut down that relationship, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, learn from my poor choices and my lack of uh, wisdom that, you know, it's, it's the best choice in the long run to just not give your energy and your time to something that is likely going to just going to end up being devastating for you and for your children. So, um, that's that. That's about it for today. I, uh, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping to get to a thousand listens this week. It's Wednesday, so we'll see what happens, but, um, I'm going to start, I'm going to be promoting, um, quite a bit on Twitter and, and trying to, to get the word out a little bit more and get a little bit more, um, exposure and things. So, I don't know. I'm pretty well committed to it. I told my, I told my sister-in-law the other day, I said, well, I'm not disciplined about anything and I rarely follow through with things that I say I'm going to do. So the fact that I've stuck with this for two months, I mean, that, that says something. I've pretty well enjoyed it. So, and I'm still pretty well enjoying it. 
I've got to get a little bit more motivated to get some more guests on and I'm going to do that. I've been, you know, holiday and work. I started in my new job this week. So just been really busy and, and, uh, just really kind of over overwhelmed, but getting through it, I'm so thankful, you know, I'm, I'm just, just really thankful for everything and, and for my kids and my home, my family and everything. So I'm not worried about being busy. It's okay. It doesn't bother me any, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to have things to do. So, uh, send me an email or, or a text or a, don't text me. Y'all don't have my number back up. Um, or find me on the group page, um, and, uh, let me know how you're doing. All right. I'll talk to y'all the next time. Happy 4th of July again. Let freedom ring. Um, I annoyed my kids to the max yesterday by singing every patriotic song that I knew as soon as I got home. And I plan on doing the same today because <laughs> I like to drive them crazy. So right now, here's something that's going on. I'm going to have my TB test read for my new job. I told my son yesterday, and if this happens and I end up disappearing off this podcast, just this, you'll know what's going on. I'm fairly certain, actually I expect it now at this point, I'm fairly certain that this job is actually a front for the FBI because that's the only way that I can explain how exhaustive this hiring process have been. Oh my goodness. They have had me watching webinars. I had to do a live feed, web thing. I don't know what it was. I didn't pay attention to the majority of it. I watched, this is a side note to the side note. Um, remember my sister-in-law talking about uh, how to get away with murder on Netflix? Listen, y'all, you got to watch it. It is so good. I, I can't even, I can't even say, this is how I end every episode. Holy shit. Every, I swear to you, every single episode, it gets to the last 30 seconds, something happens, I'm like, oh my, what the hell just happened? Every single time. That just tells you how good it is. It's really good. Uh, you know, the acting is, uh, but the, the, the storyline is just on point. I'm already into season three and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm, I told her yesterday, I said, I'm tired and I'm mad at you because... I wish I'd never found out about this <laughs> this series because I do sit up late watching it when I probably should be sleeping. But anyway, uh, yeah, webinars, fingerprinting. I'm getting a t- another TB test. I had to give them my birth certificate and social security card and marriage license and license. I've had to give them every form of identification that I have. I've had to do online trainings. I've had to... Now, this keep in mind, this is a PRN position. I'm not even working full-time for these people. And they've got me running ragged, just doing everything. So, I told my son yesterday, I was like, look, I'm just giving you a heads up. I might end up having to go on assignment because I'm pretty sure I'm about to be in the FBI. <laughs> That's the only way I can explain it. And he was like, that's cool. I got it. I'll take care of everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing this. I guess I don't have TB. I'm sure maybe that's why my voice is scratchy. Maybe I actually do have TB. I don't know. Um, no, I don't have anything on my arm. So I think that's a good sign. I think, I don't know what happens if you do have TB when you get the TB test. I guess your arm blows up or something, but nothing there. So I think that's a good sign. 
All right, y'all. I will. Uh, I'll talk to you the next time. Enjoy your fourth. I hope you have a great time with your family and that you enjoy fireworks and that you uh, do a lot of super American things today. All right. I'll talk to you the next time. Bye.